the Public News Service Joe Newscast, June the 27th, 2022. I'm Mike Clifford. Abortion rights proponents are warning that most Republican leaders in Florida are set on ensuring that pregnancy is the only option after the governor there recently vetoed funding for birth control. Leading up to the Supreme Court's historic decision overturning Roe v. Wade, Governor Ron DeSantis vetoed for the second year in a row a $2 million proposal to help low-income women access long-term birth control methods such as IUDs. Stephanie Frame with Planned Parenthood of Southwest and Central Florida says she's seen a consistent erosion of resources for women by Republican leaders, but no effort to provide safety nets to existing families. It does seem like the message is, uh, you know, pregnancy is the option, the only option we want you to consider and almost encouraging it by saying uh, that we're not going to help you get access to affordable birth controls. Senate President Wilton Simpson, a Republican, advocated for the funding and even described the program as a healthy part of a pro-life agenda. However, abortion opponents like the Florida Catholic Conference have urged the governor to veto funding for the reversible contraception program. Frame says despite the cuts, organizations like Planned Parenthood and local health departments can still help those in need. I'm Tremel Gomes. People living in neighboring states where access is more difficult, like Alabama and Georgia, are known to trek to Florida for abortions. Members in the equality movement are warning that the Supreme Court's ruling to overturn Roe may soon lead to a reversal of other landmark privacy-related cases. In his concurring opinion with a 6-3 decision to eliminate federal protections for abortion, Justice Clarence Thomas argued the court should reconsider past rulings related to contraception access, same-sex relationships, and same-sex marriage. Marshall Martinez with Equality New Mexico has worked on health care and LGBTQ issues. He fears hard-won economic and political power by marginalized groups could be in jeopardy. They're the same movement because they're founded entirely on Autonomy. I mean, it's always been about this group of people being able to say to the rest of us, we get to tell you what you can and cannot do with your body, with your relationships, with your families. Abortion will remain legal in about half the U.S. states, including New Mexico, but pro-life groups already are promoting a constitutional amendment to ban the procedure nationwide. I'm Roz Brown. And the New York Times reports in the hours after the Supreme Court decision Nearly a 100 requests for appointments flowed into Just the Pill, a nonprofit organization that arranges for patients to obtain abortion pills in several states. This is PNS. As you may know, June is Pride Month and businesses are showing their support for the LGBTQ community in a number of ways, but some corporations are being called out for also supporting anti-LGBTQ candidates for office. More on that from Eric Tegadoff. Ian Morton heads the Q Center in Portland. He says his community has come a long way from the days when participants in pride parades couldn't show their faces for fear of retaliation from their employers. But he adds the hypocrisy of some companies' support this month is disappointing. Seeing organizations who are willing to stand against the community that they would purport to serve or to celebrate makes the LGBTQ plus community very wary of where they put their support and whether that rainbow flag that goes up for the 30 days, if that's actually meaningful or if it's just performative. 
A report from last month found 25 major corporations that showed support during Pride had also given a total of $10 million in donations to support members of Congress who earned a zero rating on the Human Rights Campaign scorecard. And medical negligence cases in Washington State and elsewhere have taken on a new shape during the pandemic as hospital resources have been strained and the potential usefulness of certain treatments have ebbed and flowed. Elizabeth Kalora is a Tacoma lawyer who specializes in medical negligence cases. We need to figure out what a reasonably prudent provider should have been doing in that context. And that usually means talking to experts in the field and then determining if what the provider did in the moment or over the course of several visits violated that standard of care. The Washington State Legislature modified evaluations of negligence cases in 2021 so that resources and staffing must now be taken into account. Finally, Mike Bowen tells us from extreme drought to wet springs, Minnesota farmers are seeing firsthand the impact of climate change. The McKnight Foundation is giving the state $100,000 to bolster its water quality certification program. It means adding a climate smart component where current enrollees receive funds to assess and apply practices that make their land more resilient. State Agriculture Commissioner Tom Peterson says in the broader climate change fight, Minnesota farmers are on the front lines. What we've had in the last couple of years, 2019, we had the wettest year on record. 2021, we had the worst drought we've had since 1988. We had the worst week of drought we've ever had in August of 2021. He says producers can be part of the solution through practices like raising livestock or improved management of nitrogen fertilizer. This is Mike Clifford. Thank you for starting your week with Public News Service. Remember, Alyssa supported her on great radio stations your favorite podcast platform, and find our trust indicators at publicnewsservice.org.